Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. I received an email a few weeks ago from Janice in Germany who wrote requesting a really good episode idea. I was kind of surprised that I hadn't done this one yet, actually, because it's so common. So here we go. This week, we are talking about nausea and vomiting, definitely core high-yield material. The most important thing to know about nausea and vomiting is that you have to expand your brain out from just GI causes because the differential truly is huge. Toxins, huge list, prescription drugs, alcohol, NSAIDs, infections can trigger this. Pyelonephritis comes to mind. Neuro, what about brain masses, pseudotumor? Cardiovascular, MI. Electrolytes, DKA, thyroid stuff, pain itself, all can trigger vomiting. The differential is massive. So you absolutely must expand your brain out past GI and take a good history and do your screening exam. It's true, the most likely cause of somebody with nausea and vomiting is gastritis, no big deal. But it's a mistake to lock down on that too early. So with that said, Step one, you're presenting this patient, giving your history and the abnormals from your exam, and it's time to explain your differential. But it's so big, so how do you do this? Here's what you say. I think this is gastritis. Quick pearl, I'm going to insert right here. Attendings don't like when you call things gastroenteritis unless there is both vomiting and diarrhea. But after I say gastritis, I usually put a few GI causes that I don't think it is. I recommend you say early appendicitis and bowel obstructions. And then after that, prove that you don't think it's some other life threat in a non-GI system by saying something like, I don't think it's anything like an MI or intracranial mass or anything like that. It's so beautiful. Five things in your differential that prove how you completely thought through this, and it's only five things. Gastritis, the most likely, early appendicitis, bowel obstruction, MI, intracranial mass. Obviously, the differential is bigger than that, but it suggests to your attending that you kept an open mind when they know and you know that it's probably just gastritis. Step two, it's time to give your plan. Remember that all med student plans should contain both a testing plan and a treatment plan without us having to prompt you for treatments, which is usually the part you forget. So, Step two, testing plan. If there's any big abnormality on history or exam that you need to look into, like morning headaches or focal right lower quadrant abdominal pain or dysuria or chest pain, then test appropriately, obviously. But assuming things pretty much are normal and you're thinking closed case, viral GI illness, it's still probably good to consider a few tests as a student. Older adults and elderly patients will need an EKG. Childbearing females will need a pregnancy test. And most patients probably can get away with some electrolytes. EKG, pregnancy, electrolytes. But after those three things, it's really, really case and attending dependent. I would say that most attendings also like the CBC with the electrolytes, although it's usually pretty useless. Maybe some liver function, maybe a lipase, 
maybe a urinalysis, but EKG, pregnancy, and electrolytes are your core tests to consider. Step three, don't forget two parts to your plan, testing plan and now treatment plan. I think it makes you sound pretty smart if you recommend IV fluids and antiemetics here, even though they sometimes aren't necessary, that's true. It's usually just very reasonable and proves to your attending that you can remember to treat the patient and not just perform testing, which is a trap that a lot of medical students fall into. Normal saline is the fluid of choice, usually one liter IV, and then we get to recommending one of those antiemetics. And I want to spend some time here. There is a huge list of antiemetics, different families, which is important for you to know because you're going to have patients with gastroparesis and cyclic vomiting. And you need to remember that it's not just Zofran and Phenergan. When those patients come in, I have lots of different ideas I can try. But usually, Zofran is your go-to antiemetic medicine. It's four to eight milligrams IV or tablets that can dissolve orally. Very effective. Your other option is phenergan, promethazine. This can be injected into the muscle, taken by mouth. Usually we don't give it IV because there's some risks associated with that. Compazine or procloperazine is in this family as well. I would pick two to know. Probably Zofran and Phenergan. Commit those to memory. And then just remember that there's a giant list out there of other things and other families of antiemetics that you can try. Metoclopramide is actually a completely different family. Same with haloperidol. You can always try benzodiazepines. Even things like sniffing alcohol wipes supposedly works. Just remember testing plan and treatment plan. Now, step four, this is where you're going to look like a rock star. Pay attention. Wait like 20 minutes maybe for those medicines to kick in. And then assuming those tests are back that you requested and this patient, you think they're going to be discharged, you want to PO challenge the patient for your attending. I love it when med students did this for me when they were on their clerkships. Give the patient some Sprite or something. It's not like they have to eat a steak dinner and see if they can hold down some liquids. Step five, at the same time you're doing this, quickly repeat an abdominal exam to make sure something didn't develop from your initial exam or get worse, and then you present all of this to your attending again. Tolerating PO, repeat abdominal exam benign, helping them out and proving that you follow up on your patients as well. This is a great way to improve your slow. That's the approach to nausea and vomiting. Super common complaint just remember to give that solid differential because there's so many things that can cause this. Do a testing plan and a treatment plan. PO challenge the patient and repeat an abdominal exam. I appreciate the download. We're all done. Please tell some friends about the podcast. And until next week, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.